I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broke and Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. What's up, broken people? This is Felina. And today I am just going to uh, be sharing some uh, things that I'm going through personally, uh, reflecting on uh, with regard to the death of my mom. Um, I, If there are any listeners who... <laughs> Uh, have been paying attention at all. Uh, I uh, believe it's it's well known uh, to the people that know me uh, that uh, my mom passed away uh, about five years ago uh, after battling uh, several uh, illnesses that were um, caused chronic pain, and uh, these included rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, lupus. Uh, she had a hormone deficiency. She had uh, chronic GERD. Um, in fact, today uh, I spent a little bit of time going through some of her medical records. And uh, I have, I've talked previously about, uh, you know, the idea of, um, of uh, writing a book uh, about how modern medicine killed my mother. And I had been awaiting her medical records in order to sort of wrap my mind around what happened to her. Um, and she died in 2014 and, um, you know, today I'm, I'm staring at some records from medical records from 2003. Uh, you know, she had, it says fibromyalgia, uh, arthritis, anxiety attacks, bronchial issues. Uh, Gosh, uh, cervical neuralgia, I'm saying that wrong, I'm sure. Possible small vessel disease, um, muscle spasms, cyanitis, bronchitis. Uh, she just had so much going on with her. And th- it seemed that the only thing they did was just throw so many pills at her. And I, I mean, I don't see how it, it, it ever helped her. I never saw her improve. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of her illnesses could have been helped by a better diet and uh, for pain management, uh, medical marijuana, if it would have been available at that time. It wasn't. Uh, what's crazy to me, one of the craziest things that I saw in her notes you know, she was she was severely overprescribed opioid based pain medication. She developed a uh, an addiction to it, and it was ultimately that that really deteriorated her and, and caused her to die. Um, there's no there was no uh, autopsy, no definitive answer as to why she died. What the cause of death was, uh, it was possibly a stroke. Um, but uh, one of the craziest things I found today was a note from 2000, June of 2000. The doctor says, the patient phoned in saying she fell yesterday and her back and right hand were possibly broken. She went to the ER. They gave her number 15 hydrocodone tabs. Uh, the patient states they aren't helping and are making her sick to her stomach. 
you know, hydrocodone uh, was uh, just one of the many pain pills that she had. Uh, looking at these notes, she was also prescribed Lortab, oxycodone. Uh, oxycodone was the, the really bad one, you know. Um, looks like she was refu refused a refill of Lortabs at one point. Uh, but she somehow figured out to, to play how to play the system at that time. I think there's better uh, safeguards in place uh, for people who uh, get too many prescriptions uh, refilled. Um, but, you know, it, it all started with one specific doctor uh, getting her addicted. Uh, I can't remember the name of the doctor and these medical records that I have here are so numerous that I can't, I don't even know where to begin. It's going to take me forever to scan through all of this and, and see what I can do to somehow organize it into any sort of coherent timeline or thought. Um, but I will say this, uh, you know, I will say that uh, it's very evident uh, that she was a really sick woman and could have really benefited from uh, alternative pain management treatment. And I am just so grateful that uh, marijuana is now legal in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, it truly brings me to tears because I watched my mother suffer so much. And, um, you know, she was always just looking for some relief from the pain. And you know why she wanted to feel better? It was just so she could participate in life and help others. She was a cancer nurse. She gave and gave and gave and gave and gave of herself until there was nothing left. And she relied on these pills to ease her pain so she could get the rest she needed in order to continue to give. And she eventually gave so much of herself that there was nothing left. And she died. There was nothing left of her to give. Her insides rotted out. The pills had eroded her stomach lining. I would find her in a puddle of her own vomit. And this was my normal life. You know, somehow it got normalized. And then after she died, it kind of got swept under the rug. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to look into her medical records at that time. I was a young lawyer, but I didn't understand uh, I mean, I knew what the statute of limitations was, but now it's been more than two years and there's you know, nothing I can really do about it legally, and that's fine. Uh, I just want things to change. Uh, going through the law, uh, the legal process is one way to spark change. Um, another way is to do things like this, where we share really vulnerable parts of ourselves and parts of our lives so that other people feel less alone in theirs. So, uh, you know, this is really about my journey. It's hard to share uh, my journey with my mom and, and, and her journey into her untimely death, what I considered a very untimely death at 54. Um, you know, and it's, none of these issues are easy. They're, there's no clear, there's no singular thing to blame. 
we are all such complex beings and it's so much easier in hindsight to go oh well that contributed yeah like that maybe wasn't the best thing that happened or maybe if this wouldn't have happened then she wouldn't have died or if she would have never met this person or if she would have you know a lot of there's just a million you know but fours out there that could have led to a different result um but you know here we are and we can make sense of it after the fact uh we can see and hopefully we can learn uh i remember hearing a quote and who knows who said it um but something along the lines of a a smart person uh learns from their mistakes but a wise person learns from someone else's mistakes and i don't think I'm dishonoring my mom and saying that she made some mistakes. Um, you know, mistakes in the choices that she made, uh, at least when it came to her health care. But, uh, you know, things have worked out how they have. And I am now, you know, a single mom uh, of a nine year old daughter who knew her grandma, remembers her grandma until she was four years old and and just loved her and saw the magic that was in her. And I miss her every day. I hate that I she missed out on that that grandmother phase of her life where she could have been a grandma to Sophia. She missed out on her mother phase of her life because I didn't get to grow up with her. And it's easy to go, okay, well, how do these things relate to her untimely death? How did you not growing up with your, your mom or your, your mom not having you with her or having custody of you, how did that contribute to her, her illnesses, her medical condition? But everything is connected and our emotional well-being is, is very much connected to our physical well-being. And my mom was in so much pain uh, throughout her life uh, for having lost custody of me. We were separated a majority of my life. And I spent a lot of my time blaming, well, in adulthood, I blamed uh, I blamed my father for divorcing her and moving me away from her and fighting her for custody. Uh, when my mom remarried, I blamed my new stepdad for taking her away from me, from steering her attention away from me. I was her only child. I was I had no siblings. My father took me from her and and uh and didn't really let me see her. My mom had admitted that she had cheated on him to my dad, who had emotionally abandoned her, and he used me to hurt her. And the emotional ramifications that that caused me and her shaped us into the people that we became uh, and that carrying around so much heavy weight so much sadness I think was really hard for my mom uh, there were a lot of times um, things were just not uh, easy on her she gave so much of herself that I think she often was taken advantage of she was expected to always be the kind, benevolent, forgiving soul who took the blame for everything. And everything was not her fault. 
uh, everything was not her fault. But when you carry around that much weight from other people's emotions and you're an empath like she was, like I am, and you don't take the time to refill your own cup, it can take a toll on you physically. And that really sparked her fibromyalgia to be worse and eventually developed into lupus, these autoimmune diseases. Uh, And she just couldn't seem to do the things that would make her feel better. She couldn't stick to them. She couldn't eat healthy. She couldn't cut sugar. Uh, These simple things, she refused to believe that that was something that would help. Because I think she knew that her life was short and she wanted to just enjoy what time she had left. I've read all of her, her writings. I found all of her poetry, all of her journals after she died. She foresaw her own death. There's so many things I read that she talked about how much pain she was in, how much she was ready to leave. Not that she's really gone. Um, She shows up in the most magical times. And uh, just when I think I am uh, over it, I, um, you know, not that you ever really are over the loss of a parent over what I went through with her uh, 10 years of being concerned that I would find her dead the next time I showed up to her house. When she didn't answer her phone, I would worry. When she passed out on the floor, what's going on? Why can't I reach her? Why hasn't she called me back? Constantly worrying about her well-being was exhausting. It's how I spent most of my 20s when I should have finally had her in my life, she was taken away from me by the pills. I kind of lost my train of thought here, but I will say this, that, uh, you know, the mother daughter bond is so incredibly magical and special and having my own daughter, you know, I just, it's a love and uh, that is indescribable. And we seem to have this like psychic, connection that is indescribable uh she is made of she is half me and we are both so intuitive and my mom was too uh even though we didn't live together we were so close when I was growing up and she knew me better than anyone and she never 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 judged me for anything I ever did she made me feel so accepted and loved and I was so lucky to grow up with someone like that who just accepted me for the way I was. I know there are so many people out there who are not fortunate enough to have that. Uh, So I'm just so, so grateful to have been raised or at least had a mother (laughs) who was so accepting of everyone. You know, I don't know that I would be co-hosting this podcast and believe in what we're doing if I hadn't been raised by a woman like her. Um, She was magical. Uh, Since she died, there has been a few times when uh, she has shown herself in my life. Shortly after she died once, uh, one time I was um, going through some old records of hers and I uh, 
started reading through her journals and I started writing in her journals and the empty pages of them. And I wrote a song. It's called To the Moon. And it's my favorite song I've ever written. And usually it's everyone's favorite song who hears it. And uh, it was, you know, she was there with me that day. I could feel her presence and it just flowed out of me. She was with me. Uh, she, I found the right words uh, when I needed them. And it was just magical. And uh, that was, you know, five years ago. Well, this week, my stepdad brought me more of my mom's things. He's remarried, and he's moving on with his life. And it's been difficult for me to watch. He doesn't really understand that. But it's been hard to feel like I might lose him, too. And so I went through her things and stuck inside a package of stickers that I believe she had planned to use to make a scrapbook for me. She was the queen of wonderful intentions, but not always enough time to follow through. And I did unfortunately inherit that from her, but I know her heart was in the right place and she had saved so many wonderful things, but tucked inside one of the uh, packages of stickers uh, was a letter to me. A letter I had never read before. It's been a little over five years. I found this letter today. And the timing of me finding it and the content of it was nothing short of a miracle. Uh, she's still with me. And I just want to share this letter. And uh, yeah, after I share this letter, I will be done. Uh, with this episode for the evening. Uh, As I work through the rest of the medical records and and work through my own personal uh, feelings, uh, funny how five years later I'm still grieving her loss. Grief is so difficult (laughs) and so unique to each person. Um, But this will be a continued uh, topic uh, throughout Uh, the life of this podcast. There will never be a time when I will completely be over her loss. But, um, you know, I do hope I can do what she says in this letter. And so with that, I will just read this letter. and, 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 you know, it's such words of wisdom, um, that I hope everyone can find some, something, uh, some wisdom in this that applies to their own life. Felina, I don't want you to look back at your childhood with regrets that you didn't live with the perfect family. I want you to draw from the experience and build a successful life for yourself. I live in fear that you will grow up to resent me for not being with you every step of growing up. I hope you know that I have been growing up with you. I've learned from the pain of our separation to become a more compassionate person. We can use our life experiences to either pull us down or lift us to higher levels of understanding. The greatest joy you will experience in life will be when you have somehow touched another life with the beauty found deep within your soul. You are born with a soul, but it is developed from your life experiences and how you choose to use them. When things are getting you down, Look into the depths of your heart and see the special person you have become and are becoming. 
I know you'll be proud because I have seen your inner beauty and strength. Don't worry that life is not perfect. Use its disappointments to strengthen yourself and enlighten others. As much as I would like you to be mine, you're not. You belong to yourself and the world surrounding you. You have an energy that is transferred to others, including me, that makes them feel good. If you use this energy and your talents for the good of others, you will be more successful than the richest person in the world. I love you, Mom. You can contact the podcast at brokebrokenpodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found online at www.brokebrokenpodcast.com, on Twitter at Broke Broken Show, on Instagram and Facebook at Broke Broken Podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube.